All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. Dante Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. <laughs> Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 15. And that voice that you just heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my friend and rock and roll brother, the humblest man on El Planeta Tierra, Mr. Adam Tate. (laughs) What's going on, Adam? You've added a lot of Spanish to my intro there. <laughs> we were watching the news a little while ago. That's oh, what that's, it is. That's right. That's what it has to be. I, I was just looking at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stop uh, announcing the executive producer because he's announced in the... Uh... Oh, is he in the in he's, the credits at the end of the show? In, he's in the credits in the beginning. That's all he needs to be at. <laughs> he, just FYI, uh, the executive producer will not be probably on our podcast for a long, long, long time. He's all doing... Uh, a new job, and he just cannot right now uh, handle the podcast and his uh, real job that pays his real bills. He might make a uh, special appearance. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, someday that we're not, you know, talking about hail Satan, probably. But yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. I think that comes up almost every week. <laughs> it's been like that lately. I wonder that's what kind of you know, you know, Adam. I, I, well, if he was here, though, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't think that. We would have had uh, the mistake that we had last week. I, I went back, uh-huh. looked at it, and I said, "Why?" It was a great this? show. Great show. Last it was week. an awesome show. Yeah. It was just it was just coming out one channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was coming out one freaking channel. I, I started. Li- I I put it on. And I was listening in the car, and if I was a passenger in the car, I would have I would have loved it. You but, would, I, but I was in the driver's yes. seat, and it was not on my side of the car yeah, at all. To listen to it, you had a fiddle faddle with your fading and your what is it the uh, balance I had, the balance. Oh, I had to put the volume up to like fifty seven <laughs> or something. To, oh, I, I kind of hear that. I, I kind of uh, remember that part. That was my first major boo boo, man. Big yeah. time, big time boo boo. Now, do you think it's uh, necessary to go in and take that one down and put up a version? In full stereo glory. Yeah, just like you. I, I I was at I was coming back home from the gym on Monday morning, and I thought I had you know like one of my ears was. You had the swimmer's ear. Yeah, like I had You're to pop, Yeah, I had to pop the, my left ear mm-hmm. and waterlogged. Yeah, and uh, did the old Valsalva movement. Is that the one with the nose? Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Is that what it's called, Valsalva? You you amaze me again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's gonna be some fact checking on that one. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and and I thought I was I was listening to the podcast and I'm driving and it was like what shoot it's been all super super mega cold all week yeah and I'm thinking maybe when I came out I was warm and I go into the cold maybe that's how I got my you know my my ears plugged up okay so but this was on my right side it was completely perfect so mm. I'm going I'm hitting my ear I'm like damn it I wonder what's wrong am I going deaf on one ear and 
No, no. And, oh, so you had like medical co- medical yeah. concerns. So then all of a sudden, you know, you're calling auditory specialists. I said no. Then I, then I need I, to get tested. Yeah. Stat. Well, well, but then it was like six something in the morning, so I want to listen real quick to the headlines that morning. So then I said, oh, wait a minute, I think I recorded it in one channel. Oh. Because <laughs> you know when I turned on the radio, I was hearing perfectly. Okay. And I said, oh, there, there goes that. So yeah, that was a man, major, major boob. I think, did I WhatsApp you on that? Did I? Uh... Yeah, you said, uh, when you listen, you'll notice a problem. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what it was. <laughs> 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 I thought, oh no, what did uh, I do now? Yeah, no, it was me. <laughs> it was all me in production. Too, too many mentions of Satan? It, it, yeah, no, no. <laughs> we weren't trying to stay away from that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, but it was, you know, it was still, it, it, I think if, uh, it, it flowed very well, the podcast did. So I, yes, was, did. I, I was really hoping to, you know, listen to that, uh, especially when we put that reggae kind of music mm-hmm. to the third birthday last week. You know, I was yeah. like, man, it's going to sound really, really sexy. Kind of lost some of its punch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did like, oh, damn it. <laughs> What's going on here? So, yeah, yeah, it was just one of those so things. So if you're that, clamoring for the full so, stereo yeah. version of it, you can email us. Yes, yes, Tommy yes. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you have a file. Gmail. Yeah, exactly, com. exactly. If you have a file big enough, we'll go ahead and. <laughs> We'll make it available to you. (laughs) Anyway, forget that nonsense, Adam. Yeah. Yes. We're going to start it off heavy with some triumph, baby. Yes. Fight the good fight. And today is January 16th, 2021, Adam. Yes, it is. And you know what today is? Yes. Today is also, you know, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. You've been working too hard. I, oh, <laughs> my wife never says that. Oh, <laughs> I need to put in more work. I don't know about all of that, but today is Adam National Religious Freedom Day, man. Oh, really? That's why this fight religious freedom. Fight. Yeah, that's why we have triumph here. Uh, good. Uh, starting us off this week. Okay, good. What's so good about it? This is encouraging us to celebrate our religious freedoms. Yeah, we were just talking about Satan. Now we're going to put him on. Yeah, we're going to put him. If you like Satan, you can you can you know praise him. You can do whatever rituals. Uh, I would just I would just like to say that at least Tommy, the Tommy portion of the Tommy and Adam (laughs) hard today podcast does not encourage that. (laughs) Why? I don't. I don't either. Adam was taking his daughter to the slaughter here not too long ago. What is wrong with you, my friend? I've been learning too many things about you here lately. It seems I just kind of been put into that peg. I mean, that's that's just I'm just fitting into that slot. And there's like the good side, which is you, and apparently I'm the evil side. Thank you for the good side. You know, I was listening to our podcast last year this time. Oh, it was oh, podcast. No. Yes, it that was, had to sound terrible. It was, no, it was podcast number eleven. Okay. And, and? Uh, I think uh, it was the it was the the week that Neil Peart had uh, passed away. Okay. So that was our Neil Peart uh, tribute podcast. Oh, where we had uh, recordings from uh, our friends yeah. or people that had something nice to say about uh, the passing of a great. Oh, and I and I revisited just to see where we were at because of the quantities. I'm like, hmm, we had X amount this time. We're at. You know, right now we're at podcast number six, uh, number fifteen, mm-hmm. and it's like I was just, you know, just gauging where we were at. And there was this one part where you were talking about identifying with Neil Peart and whatnot. And then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you called me a, a big personality that you were not like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
you're out there in a gregarious. Uh, you're a gregarious. Large, that's the word. Large and in charge. You got a great mind, man. Because <laughs> I'm not like that at all. I, said, oh, I don't know about that right now. I was like, oh, you're scaring me, buddy. <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> See, that's why, because of that, it's going to oh, be. Oh, my Lord. Part of my identity from now on. But yeah, yeah. You, I'm like, listen to Adam. You know, I was like, come on, man. What are you, that's what you think of me? That I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, You're big, a big personality. I'm a big mouth. <laughs> when, you, when you go into the room, people say, oh, here's Tommy. <laughs> he's going to save the day. Well, he's, he's going to make the toast at the wedding. He's going to be the big celebrity that goes up and takes the microphone. That's you. The, the attention hog. <laughs> Sometimes you're thrust into that Ma- position. Maybe I'm my own, maybe I'm my own religion. <laughs> maybe you're, you're your own publicist and you have, that, you have so much stuff out there in the ether, all the WhatsApps and the Facebooking posts. The, everybody just looks to you for entertainment. Uh, my Facebooking has gone down. It's a lot of WhatsApps, though. It's because <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> That's a direct reaction. Yeah, and for some reason, it's it's usually direct direct re- reactions from my hoodlum buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but religious freedom today, Adam. Uh-huh. Something that our Constitution guarantees, our mm. wonderful Constitution. Yes, of the United States of America. What do we do in this? Uh, do we just go out and be religious? Yeah, is that what we do? I think so. Yeah, I think that's the way it works. This is uh, however, uh, however it is you uh, conduct yourself under religious freedom is how you're gonna celebrate today. Okay. So if you were like, I, I, I would only think that it was today Saturday. So I only really thought about like the the seven day Adventists are the only ones that I know that go to church on Saturday, other than the uh, the uh, Jewish faith. But theirs is like Friday into Saturday. Maybe so. all the interfaith people should just kind of. If you got a Muslim neighbor across the street, you go over and you kind of shake his hand, and say, "Hey, happy Religious Freedom Day!" Yeah, you can you can burn in hell for all of eternity <laughs> because I got the right religion. But go ahead and cele- celebrate oh, your religion the way you that's want. That's like in your face. It's not. It's not. It could be the other way around. It's, it's, it could be the Christian it, yeah, guy. Okay, you know okay, what you're okay. doing. It's not like throw my religious freedom in your face and condemn yours. That's yeah. not. You know, no, 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 no. The Hindu guys. I am not. The Hindu am, guys just look at both of you as uh, I, these I, uh, guys. I am not free Assholes. to go ahead. I, I yeah, exactly. I, I am not free <laughs> to curse out Krishna or Krishna, whatever it may be. Yeah, no, that's not what it is. Right. But you know, there's a big difference between religion and faith. Okay. Faith does not depend of religion, but religion depends of faith. So I don't try to get too preachy here, but uh, a religion could be anything. You could worship anything. You could have. Mm. Okay, so like, let me go back to like my college days. Okay, and I was actually I was talking to, to Aaron Epp about this this week okay. when I was at my base class. It says the difference between religion and faith is faith is just what you feel and what you believe inside. Religion kind of organizes that in X or Y groups under these circumstances, like you congregate, you have a doctrine, mm-hmm. uh, you have literature, you have worship, and whatnot. So when I was in college, I, I took this this humanities class at a Columbia College in uh, Missouri, and uh, I, I they, we were given a chance between writing a paper as the final, you know, who wants to write? No. <laughs> Not me. And, or you go out there and do a presentation within like 10 minutes. And of, being the outgoing personality okay, that you yeah, are. exactly. <laughs> so my gregarious personality, my gregarious personality paid off. Uh-huh, yeah. Right. So using that context of how religion was defined, which is basically a group of people that uh, meet 
Okay. Right. It can't be just one person. Okay. Because there's some there's some and they that they all believe on something similar. So then there were some like sub uh subgroups. So like a that. whole criteria that's Sub criteria, yeah. So those okay. those people meet and then they have the doctrine and they have the congregating, they have the literature, they have the worship. And there was like five or six things. Uh, I did a presentation on the religion of Jay Z. Okay. Jay Z at the time was very, very popular, or he was just starting to blow woo. Mm-hmm. As the okay. as, <laughs> I gotta get the jargon down right, you know. Okay. Yeah, Jason was blowing yeah, up. Is blowing up. And he had influenced you enough to start a religion. No, I was I was just fascinated of, of okay. how many, you know, how many followers because um I I mean all they you know, I mean again, that's the art form and, and I, when they say there's rap concerts, I would think there'd be more dancing versus you know, concert per se and whatnot, because you hear those songs in the clubs and all that. Sure. So anyway, basically is that the deity that would be worshipped was Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z. That's the deity that He's you would believe. Head. He's the figurehead. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. then you would have the congregation. So the congregation would be the people that showed up to the venue at the time would have been the Savage Center. In, and uh, sure. the, the doctrine would be his uh, lyrics written on his CDs. And, you know, and then the, the medium would be instead of a Bible, it would be like, here's a CD. Maybe here's a, a book written by Jay-Z, whatever it may be. So I went through, I was like halfway through. And I remember this one girl, actually, I think it's two of them got up and left. Oh. They were so insulted by my <laughs> presentation of, you know, cause they were confusing. I think what they were mistaking was what I was doing was blasphemy. Oh, y- you know what I'm saying? So there were heavy religious people in, oh, the, in the real world, in their they, own life. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, you know, I found that out later. You know, they, they didn't say much in the class, but, you know, I found that. I, 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 did spook, I did speak to one, and I said, listen, this is just for a class. She was the same faith as me. Okay. So I told her, I said, this is just for a class, but this was to make a point. And then, you know, you could, you could take it or leave it. I don't want to affect your, however your... You mean the religious types are very closed-minded? Is I, that what you're saying? I would say some mm, are, yeah. Interesting. I would say... It I've do, never heard that before. And well, you, 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 <laughs> you, better, you, better, you better ask somebody. Ask somebody. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, it, was, it, it sounds kind of boring, but it was interesting because it was enough to rattle those two girls, you know? And they weren't girls' girls. They were like, you know, they were, well, they were young ladies, so they were like maybe in their 20s, early 30s. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, I struck a chord, you know, and that, but that was my point. That was, I was saying, this is what you could do. You could substitute, you could take, you know, substitute Jay-Z with a sock or a, or a, you know, $150 shoe, you know, it depends what you want to worship, you know, as long as you have all this. And oh man, my, my professor blew him away. He's like, wow, that's, you, you nailed it. Wow. Bam, A plus. Look at you. Yeah, of course, man. Was, you go up and then you talk <laughs> bullshit. Was, you get the A plus. That's how you do it. Oh, I love it. You know, hey, hey, you were in the army. You know the deal. Act like you know. <laughs> And the prophet, <laughs> the prophet George Michael always said, you got to have faith. You got to have faith, man, you know. Baby. Baby. Because I got to have faith. <laughs> but going back, do you see what I'm saying? The difference between religion and faith. Sure. You know, because I, okay. uh, I think faith is something that is an individual thing. You, you believe in whatever God it may be. You know, be it uh, Krishna or Allah or, you know, uh, Jesus and God and, you know, okay. whatever it may be. You see, and then... Religion is how you go about communally, maybe, of how you execute that faith. So, I mean, that's so, you know, again, our, our, for the national, and we're got, we've gotten way, way too Man. deep. Yeah, this is way, way heavy. I know. I'm reading right now the. <laughs> Are you reading my face? Uh, right no, now? no, 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 no. I'm reading. I'm actually reading the Gospel of this Flying Spaghetti Head Monster. I'm about three way, three quarters way on that book. Oh, so you're deep into religious thought. I think it's fascinating, you know, and and, the, and one of the best things about America is that it lets you, 
you know, maybe learn or explore or ask mm -hmm. others about what their faiths are. Does that make sense to you? I find that, you know, this genius that we were we were we were highlighting the other week, they were laughing at the results of the election of whoever the guy's name was. Like, ha 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 ha. You know, he's actually manipulating, if you ask me, this whole congregation of people. <laughs> And they were into it. Like, did these people fail to read the headline? <laughs> we're going to hear from that guy later <laughs> I on hope so. in, in the show. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but you see how it goes. Uh -huh. You see how religion could also be, you know, manipulative. So you have, you know, fools like this guy, Jim Jones from Guyana, and these other people that just, you know, just completely bamboozled these people. Anyway, that's yeah, too deep. It's too oh deep. Oh, my God. Today also is out of National Nothing Day. <laughs> so you have religious freedom. <laughs> you have nothing. So I don't know how that... I don't know how And that if you're an happens. atheist, then you believe that there is actually nothing. <laughs> so there you go right there. I hope, I hope our listeners haven't uh, unstreamed us by now. Adam... Who's, yeah. who's this, man? It's George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Wow, no kidding, man. Haven't heard that for a while. Yeah, it's not one that I often play that much. No, man. Today in History, Adam, presented by or brought to you by History.com, man. That's where I got it out of today, mm. where I usually get it out. Sometimes I use alternate sources, but I, I didn't use uh, anything other than History.com today. 1919, Adam. 1919, okay. In the United States of America. Yes. Think, think, think. Prohibition. Oh, you're so awesome. <laughs> That's why you're my partner, bro. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. why. I was wondering, why? Why could this be? Because usually if you got to catch me on my bullshit, right, you got to be somebody that's on their toes. If you just predict that I've read your, your outline every week because I, <laughs> because I come up with all these little answers, that, that's why. Well, this segment is, uh, this, this, uh, is titled No Drinky for You. Oh, no. <laughs> the 18th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution prohibiting the manufacture, sale, and transportation of intoxicating liquors is ratified mm. by the requisite number of states on January 16th, 1919, Adam. Sad, sad day. <laughs> and the, by the way... There, there's it, so many people that just wanted to get their drink on. And it was it was brought on about religious zealots. <laughs> <laughs> it was. They exercised their freedom on the people's freedom to drink. And what what grew out of this? All the mafia guys. <laughs> oh, here we go. Who, who, were, who were running and, yeah. all this illegal booze. The movement uh, for the prohibition of alcohol began in the early 19th century when Americans concerned about the adverse effects, Adam. Mm-hmm. Drinking uh, began screwing up with society because everybody was drinking, so they were having all these problems. They were probably, you know, mm -hmm. wife, wife beating and doing everything else they were doing that was magnified by drinking. Oh. By the late 19th century, these groups had become powerful in political force, campaigning on state level and calling out for total national abstinence. Wow! In December 1917, the 18th Amendment, also known as the Prohibition Amendment, was passed by Congress. And sent to the states for ratification. Abstinence never works. <laughs> in, in any it's, regard, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter, man. They're gonna. You, they're gonna find a way. Sure. To do it. I mean, it's like how many years are we prohibiting this or that? And you still see people getting arrested. There's still some kind of supply and demand when it comes to this. You know, nine months after the prohibition ratification, Congress passed the Volstead Act okay. or the National Prohibition Act over President Woodrow Wilson's veto. He vetoed it. He said, what? hell no. Oh. 
The Volstead Act provided for the enforcement of prohibition of alcohol, including the creation of a special unit in the Treasury Department, man. They created a special anti-alcohol force. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyway, one well, year, anyway uh, uh, one year into the day of ratification, prohibition went into effect in January of 1920. Mm-hmm. So it was almost, uh, yeah, a year, actually. A year and one day is what I just said. And then, uh, yep, that's when the, the problems for drinkers began. And then all the, the, the things happen where you're loading up your Model A or your Model T Ford, <laughs> and you got crates of stuff in the back, and then you got the guy with the Tommy gun, and he's shooting it at the cops. You're bringing it gangsters, in from, man. You're bringing you're bringing it in from uh, Canada. You're bringing it in from Mexico. You're bringing it. I think they were bringing it in from Cuba. It didn't matter where they would they 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 they'd find it. They bring it in. Uh, I believe what was that series on HBO that uh, Boardwalk Empire? Yes, that had to do a lot with the yep. Prohibition era. I believe it surely did. That was a great series too. Yeah, it was. So anyway, despite the vigorous effort by law enforcement agencies, the Volstead Act failed to prevent the large scale distribution. Yeah, no shit of alcoholic beverages, uh, beverages, and organized crime, as you said, Adam, mm. flourished in America. Absolutely. Uh, in 1933, the 21st Amendment of the Constitution was passed and ratified, repealing. Ladies and gentlemen. So 1919 to 1933. Oh, that was a long, dry that time. That was a long time. But, you know, again, that's where the... Uh, the all the speakeasies picked up. That's man. exactly right, man. They were doing this thing. Adam, what do we got here, man? Oh! That's 50 cents. <laughs> 50! <laughs> 50 cents. Oh, no, cents, cents. <laughs> I still screw that up. <laughs> I whoop your head, boy. Man. That's what I'm talking about. That's pretty intimidating. That sounds kind of violent. A little, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not saying he's blowing his head away. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's... 1981, Adam. 81. January 16th, 1981, to be exact. Okay. St. Louis boxer Leon Spinks was mugged. Not only was he mugged, the assailants take his gold teeth. What? Yes, sir. <laughs> Are you kidding I me? I am not kidding you. What do you mean? They opened up his mouth, they looked in there, and they said, hey... There's more riches inside here. <laughs> that is courtesy oh. of On This Day Slash Sports. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, was it a group of thugs? No, no it's just one person. So Leon one Spinks, person. check that. Leon Spinks made a name for himself in the boxing ring after winning the gold medal in the 1976 Summer Olympics. All right, that sounds okay. right. Yeah. And defeating Muhammad Ali for the undisputed heavyweight title a couple years after that. Wow. While some may. Not recall his most memorable bouts. I know the name. Yeah. Everyone remembers that friendly gap tooth smile mm. and a row of front missing teeth. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, Leon Spink's teeth are a story unto themselves. After a night of partying with friends, what were the chances? Someone Not during st- the prohibition area. No, uh, this is way after this. <laughs> okay. Someone struck Spink's over the head as he left the bar. Okay. So he was probably a little intoxicated, maybe. In a tussle that ensued, Spinks tried to fend off the man so he didn't actually knock him out by going full Mike Tyson and biting him. Oh. The next thing he remembered was waking up in his hotel room five miles away <laughs> where the attack happened. The attack has stripped him of his clothes, but not before taking his jewelry, a fox coat, and the gold that he was plate. knocked out and taken yes, to sir. his hotel yes, room. Yes, sir. Yes, his sir. hotel. Mm. What? 
What do you mean? How does that work? Uh, just what he evidently. So okay, this is back when you had like a key, and this uh -huh. was as this was going to say room four oh seven. Probably. Okay, so you'd be able to get to the right room. Said so Leon. Find the place. Okay. Leon says I was trying to bite the guy. <laughs> yeah. And they came out, and he stole them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's so damn weird. People taking my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the always good humor boxer would say years later in an interview. So there you go, right there. <laughs> what do you think about this dude? Is a you know he's he was a champ. He was a, a gold medalist. He was, and no, a he, was no, he was no no easy prey, if you ask me. Well, he was obviously sucker punched, not punched, but uh, <laughs> clubbed over the head. Yeah. So you're kind of disoriented there. To wake probably had a little drinks in him. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you go from no drinky for you to many drinkies and I forget. He might have been at 50% capacity leaving the bar, <laughs> got clubbed in the head. He's knocked down to 25% maybe. So no wonder, no wonder 50 Cent says, I knock your head, boy. <laughs> maybe this song is about that particular event. Today it's Today it's Today it's I love this, man. This is very groovy, by the way. This is very shagadelic. Yeah, this is, what, late 60s, probably, yeah, right? exactly. This is when people were doing, you know, the uh, the psychedelics and all the crazy shit that was going on in this world. Yeah, this, this helps your trip when you're listening to this stuff. You think so? Oh, yeah, got to. Or maybe it doesn't help your trip, actually. You're, you're trying to get out of this place. So, yeah. Hey, Adam, let's forget all this. We played enough of this fiddle faddling around. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> I, what that was. I, I know. I messed up my... Uh, I messed up my... Uh... Shagadelic, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Told you about it for 20-second delay today. <laughs> we better get with the program. I'm falling behind you. This, that too deep religious thing hit oh, me too hard, man. Okay. Ooh, it sounded like I knew what I was talking about. You're very opinionated I was, about religion. <laughs> I really know shit of what I'm talking about. But I, I try to lay it on you. <laughs> I figured you would know something about the religion. You know, I didn't know. You know. Yeah. Anyway. We all in, know what I know. <laughs> January 11, 1964, Adam. 1964. This national landmark of rock and roll. Okay. Take a big, take a good guess. It's in Los Angeles. National landmark of rock and roll. Uh, These were the animals. Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. It's my life. And what's their other hit? Uh, House, House of the of Rising the Sun. There we go, man. Yes, that one. Um, what happened in Los Angeles? There's the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. There's like the Rainbow Room. Okay. There's um. CBG, CBG. I don't know, New, New, York. York. New York, New York, uh, the whiskey of gold. Oh, the whiskey, of course, the whiskey, the whiskey opens at Sunset Boulevard ah, in West Hollywood, great. California, man. Land, yeah, it is a landmark. And quickly became a vital music venue. Absolutely. 
Some of the early acts to play the whiskey include these guys that we just the heard, animals. We just heard a little bit extra of without having to, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, the Doors, Otis Redding, amongst other ones there. Right there. Yeah. Uh, Iron Butterfly. Uh, I believe, uh, I want to say Elton John. No, he was at the Troubadour, but I'm sure he played the whiskey mm, as well. The Troubadour is another one, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. this is what we were. I, I, it, I, is, it is still an establishment, right? It hasn't been removed from the earth. It hasn't been bulldozed or anything. It's still there, it's right? It's still there, you know. It's Everything's the, just in lockdown in, the pen, in California, yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. You say that because you know what we had planned this summer. Yeah, a trip to L.A. to yeah. go to all these... Rock and roll landmarks. Yeah, these uh, places that need to be seen. And I was getting ready for you to snap 50 million pictures of me. Standing in front you of you said you already had 150,000 <laughs> yeah. pictures on your drive over there. I would have, so if I go to a place we like, we would have at least doubled it. If I would have went to a place like the Whiskey A Go Go, <laughs> <laughs> I would have went snap crazy. You're, you're gonna go around and sit in every chair and oh, say, Jim Morrison sat in this yeah, chair, yeah, Sla slash maybe. on this one. You know, <laughs> there's ones that are, I, I don't know, I think it's the whiskey where they have like the this booth is for this guy in particular every time he comes in. Really? So yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've seen you mean a, for like I've seen like this this VIP is, type stuff like uh, no rec record label exec. There this, was this I, is where he there was a I want to say on, I think it's Amazon Prime. Uh, there was a show that had uh, I think it was the whiskey, and uh, there was I th I, I want to say it was it was Slash. He has a particular booth that he sits at. Hmm. I imagine when he's not there, they'll allow other people to sit. Yeah, there. yeah, because it doesn't look. Yeah, it doesn't look roped. It doesn't look. But when he shows yeah. up, it's like, hey, everybody, out, get out, move, yeah, get out of this place, yeah, <laughs> like, just, like, the, like the animals, just like the animals, <laughs> exactly. You got that one right, man. Ooh. Give that a little bit more volume there, Adam. You want a little bit yeah, more yeah, on that yeah, one? Got it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Steve Miller, the Joker, man. Everybody and their mother. That's what I'm talking yeah. about right there. That's what you wanted to hear. Right that's there. what I that's it. And the pompadus, I wanted to hear that too. <laughs> Chan what are the chances I'm going to talk about Glenn Miller, right? I mean, excuse me, Steve Miller. Because Glenn Miller is a big band. The Steve Miller band. I'm off my game. I'm off my game. I need to get back on my game. <laughs> Uh, the chances are actually 50-50. Yeah. You might tell me something. In 1847. <laughs> it's, 1940, it's, it's 1974, Alex. Oh, okay, 1974 now. 1970, January 12th, 1974, buddy. Okay. Steve Miller, the Joker, mm -hmm. hits number one in the U.S., mm. leaving many to wonder what exactly is the, the pompatus of, of love. love. Has that made it into the dictionary? Pompatus? Did he make up that that word? Yes. Is it totally made up? I'm going to give you a little history on that. You, yes. if you don't know it, and to the listeners of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, available on Apple Podcast Apps, yes. Spotify, yes. CastBox, CastBox. <laughs> Himalaya, <laughs> and other of your favorite DSPs. And we want to say to our friends out oh. there in Malaysia, what is up, Groovy Babies? And oh. we're also going to say to our friends in India. So we're going to cover the content of Asia with this shout out for the time and wow. today. Because we're worldwide. You know, this is a worldwide thing. Yeah. Um, I imagine. Somebody, Except North Korea. Probably not. No, we don't want to go there. Not too much no, in North Korea. Other than if they're on a boat that's uh, sailing through 
And the captain wants to listen to it. Just be careful, buddy. You may get executed when you get back. <laughs> Just we don't want to be responsible for that one. As soon as they push off and they hit the open ocean, they're gonna Boom. start they're gonna start playing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up here is King Jamjoon. <laughs> yeah, but uh Okay. Uh, and, uh from their album nineteen seventy-three, uh The Joker, right? Okay. Is one of Steve Miller band songs that feature the nouns word pompatus. Yes. Now, a nonce is an, also it's called a, an occasionalism. In other words, you may you may not use it frequently, just occasionally. Okay. okay? Now, it's, technically, it's called a, a lexeme, created for a single occasion to solve an immediate problem of communications. In other words, okay. he just pulled this out of his ass in, <laughs> in uh, what do you call it, in layman's terms. Those are, there's no word to really fit the, the the set of lyrics that he had already established. There was there was there's some of the story and it's gonna it was really long, so I'm not gonna bore you with this because I already bored you about the religion part. But uh, <laughs> it was something to some tribute to some uh, bluesy, I wanna say uh, bluesy jazzy tune that he loved from some group on the late fifties, early sixties. So it had already existed. Yes, and it was okay. the song had the name of it and everything, but and not for a single minute. Does that song include anything about a pompatus? So he was thinking about the song. He wanted to make the tribute of the song. Bam. And he blammed it right in there. The pompatus. He pulled it out of his ass. So it's like, uh, you know, the Tommy Adam Hard to Name podcast. We are the pompatus of a podcast. Of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you so see in, how that works? In retrospect, since he made this word... Has he defined the word? Has no. he has he given it a meaning? Or Absolutely anything? not. That's the cool part. It says it was released as a single in October 20, 1973. The song topped the U.S. Billboard 100 in January 12, 1974, and reached uh, the top 20 in Australia, Canada, and the Netherlands. Okay. So evidently, this song struck a chord with people. But here's the deal: it says you also hear that uh, he has Maurice. He mentions in the right. Mm -hmm. So in the first line of the lyrics, the reference to the song "Space Cowboy." is from Steve Miller's uh, Brave New World album. Okay. The following line refers to two other songs, Gangster of Love from Sailor and Enter Maurice from Recall the Beginning, The Journey from Eden. So basically what he was doing is plugging his own songs, his own albums in that first line. So his own catalog of music? Yeah. He, he was just using that as lyrics? He was just using that as lyrics to let you know, oh, by the way, not only am I not going to make not make any sense on this, I'm going to go ahead and plug myself. And so he was a master of self-promotion in a certain way. Hmm. What do you think? So he wanted to double his album sales. <laughs> he wanted to get this record sold with this hit. And they say, oh, I've got to go back and check his old catalog because these he's mentioning these songs. They must be just as good. <laughs> Which is probably going to confuse the hell out of me. But, you know, so like Pompatus is like, uh, you remember uh, Will Ferrell when he was imitating James Limpton that he came up with the word scrumptiolescent? Oh. Do you remember? <laughs> do, do, do you it remember sounds that? right. I don't know if I remember it, but it, sound, it sounds accurate. Because, you know, James Lipton would, would interview these people. Uh, what was the inside the actor's actor studio. studio? Okay, yeah. yeah. And he would come up and he would go, Adam, mm. yes. your presence in that podcast mm. was yeah. extremely scrumptiolescent. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. Is there a question here? I, I, I don't know what to say. So, Papa, this oh. is something like that's what I'm saying. So, 
Okay. You know, you get it. So that's, but you didn't know all that about the Glenn no, Miller song. No you did not. It's pretty crazy though. I, I thought, thought I thought it might be in, included into the dictionary since it was made up. They'd, they'd probably put some sort of a definition to it and just add it. I did too, but for, no. For people who are, are curious and would want to look it up. So yeah, so this band was the Pompatus of Love. So I guess they must have some kind of a love, love song and he couldn't figure out what kind of adjective or whatever. And he came up with this uh, lexeme. So the Pompatus. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. This weekend, oh yeah, KISS! Firehouse, man, what a great song! Woo, yeah! <laughs> oh yeah. Another. I know you want more of that one. It's killing me. It's killing me. It's like, I'm gonna get all, you know, flubber busted. <laughs> I couldn't make up a word, so I just went and did it. Put your pompadus away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this week in history. This week in history, man. Uh, before I finish with Kiss, uh, this week in history, you know who, uh, you know who uh, Steve Miller's godfather was. <laughs> Glenn Miller. No. Les Paul. Really? Yeah. How does that work? Uh, I think his his dad was a, was a, a doctor, and uh, he became friends with Les Paul and his companion, and they would come up to some kind of uh, like a amateur recording studio that they had up there. I want to say Detroit. Okay. And so he 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 saw a Stevie and kind of saw him fiddling around with the guitar, and Les Paul told him, he said, "Listen, you're going to be someday." Uh, uh, somebody big if you keep playing away with that that instrument that the way you are anyway they Les Paul got, didn't eventually get married so then uh, Steve Miller's dad and his mom were the were the matron of honor and the okay. best man okay so then that way when Steve was born he was their godchild wow so yeah just a little bit we're gonna go to the That's real wild. deal we're gonna go to the real deal here we're gonna forget about Steve Miller forget that for a <laughs> we're not gonna fly like an eagle right now <laughs> we're gonna go right into the kiss this day and kiss the rebate yes, let's do this 1981 Adam okay January the 12th mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 1981 I was in high school okay check this out if this isn't big I don't know what is tell me the White House had expanded its record library by including Kiss Alive by Kiss. What? The White House? Ron, oh, Ron Reagan put that in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, oh. It, was, it was January the 12th, so it was before Ronald Reagan's inauguration, which was, was like eight days. Uh, oh, so. Eight days. Uh, so the last act of Jimmy Carter was putting in uh, a Kiss album? <laughs> There's some history behind it, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't just only Kiss, but I just went and singled out Kisses. <laughs> oh, there's a whole, whole group of <laughs> but the, the classics. Other ones, the other ones weren't that important. Wow. Uh, okay, so this is some of the story. 1979 producer John Hammond, Boston music critic uh, Bob Blulum, and uh, Rolling Stone Reviews editor at the time, Paul Nelson, led a commission to update the record collection for President Carter. And this is in 1979. This is how long that commission took, okay? Mm -hmm. From 1979 to 1981, right? Mm -hmm. As Bolmenthal, which Bolmenthal was the music critic, right, uh, said they needed to redress some of the oversights that might have taken place the first time around. So evidently there was a records collection prior to this, okay? And this is not the congressional 
library or anything like this is the one that's going to go into the White House. This is the record collection that is going to be on the third floor of the White House. For the residents, for yes. for the people it's who the are listening room holding room. office yes. right now. Okay, in the private areas. Okay. Right. Uh, on January 12, 1981, nine days prior to Ronald Reagan taking office, the commission donated the updated collection to the White House. The additions designed to capture the diversity of what was going on in popular music mm. and included, obviously, Kiss Alive. I, actually, I also have that one there in vinyl, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pull it out this time, though. Zeppelin. The uh, Stones, the Ramones, Sex Pistols, which were incredible, the Flying Burrito Brothers, the Kinks, David Bowie, Santana, Neil Young, Talking Heads, Isaac Hay, Elton John, the Cars, Barry Manilow, and did I mention Kiss? Alive made it, okay. Kiss made the list, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Originally placed, like I said, the third floor listening room, right? Mm -hmm. The Reagan administration later moved the LPs, guess where? Just storage, storage facility. Oh, the basement, almost. <laughs> uh, very possibly because uh, Nancy Reagan reported distaste mm. in the musical selection. What was her problem? Well, it probably went, went for a more country flavor, though. Probably wasn't Ron. Didn't he uh, act in a bunch of yeah westerns, like, like maybe in the 1940s and, like and like in 30s or whatever it was? She's probably know. more of a country music fan. Probably, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. She was from. Where's she from? California. Where's she from? Ah, psh, who cares? From. But she, all I know is that she put Kiss Alive into in the, the basement. basement. Oh not, my god. That goodness. is not cool though. Yes, yeah, so, no. so yeah, that was this week in history. Oh, Adam, what's this? Hmm. Better develop some more. What is mm-hmm. this? Hold up, let me see. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 Stevie Wonder. I caught it. I caught it in my outline. I lost it for a minute. <laughs> January 15th, 1981, Adam. Oh, same year. This is Stevie Wonder's happy birthday. Now, do you know the history behind this song? I don't know anything about this it song. It says here, Stevie Wonder leads a rally in Washington to get Martin Luther King's birthday declared as an official federal holiday. And ultimately, that's successful. That's what I'm talking about. He performed the song Happy Birthday, this one right here, written for King, which becomes the rallying call for the movement, baby. Oh, nice. As long as I can remember, it's been a holiday. So, so yeah. So, if, so if, did it happen soon after this uh, whole rally? The Rally for Peace press conference at the National Mall where King gave his historic I Have a Dream speech in 1963 is the culmination of a four-month tour Featuring music luminaries as Jill Scott Heron, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross. The, all, the event is also a turning point in the arduous battle to bring the MLK Day to fruition. Mm. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Keeps going, keeps going. It's a bunch of senators in there anyway. Uh, it takes two more years for uh, President Ronald Reagan to sign the bill into existence. Mm. And still longer for it to take effect, at least on January 20, 1986, Wonder hosts a star-studded concert celebration to commemorate the hard-won holiday, mm-hmm. which is observed on the third Monday of January each year. I just want to say, you know what, man? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Stevie Wonder, for uh, getting us an additional holiday. What do you think about that? I, I love that. Is that the only holiday that's dedicated to an individual? No. Like uh, a private individual, civil rights leader. Is it the only actual national holiday of that type? Uh, 
So we had Columbus Day. That's kind of it, turned it into something else. It celebrates, yeah, yeah. That turned into a PC nightmare for a lot of people. Yeah. I enjoyed it many, many days. I hope they never revoke it. I like that day off. But, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, I was going to say that uh, I know Washington and Lincoln both had a holiday These are in days, February. Yes. Then it was changed to one day right. in February. Right. So I would say going to the, the looking but at But they're governmental else, leaders, though. This is a private individual who just tried to... A civil rights leader, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. He's the only one in the country, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, him and Jesus, because the 25th is the birthday of Jesus, and we celebrate Christmas in the United States. Yeah, that's right. You didn't seem too enthused on that one. No, no. We're free to, we're free to have uh, so freedom you, of religion. Uh, so. J- J- <laughs> we can do whatever we wish. Jesus wasn't a politician. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying He's to answer He's not a politician. Question. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah. Martin Luther King. Thank you. <laughs> and by the way, happy uh, Martin Luther King Day this coming Monday, man. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy your day off. That's what I'm talking about. And as we finish off with Martin Luther King Day, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to go into some really heavy stuff, man. I wonder if our listeners right now can make this out. What do you think, Adam? Whoa. Now I can. Here it comes, oh, baby. Listen to the galloping guitars. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's signature. It's signature, baby. Yes, there he is right there. We heard a Brazilian imitating him last night. <laughs> That's right. Iron Maiden with Power Slave. Power Slave. So good. <sighs> what a great oh, album that so is, man. Just, let me catch my breath. Listen, you wanted to play all of Kiss Alive, oh, no. we could just play all of Power Slave too. What a great record that is. This is what we're reduced to. We can't go to any shows or anything, so now we just pick out oh. little tidbits here and there and just and make a snippet and just make us suffer internally. Yes. <laughs> Adam, January 11, 1985, man. I didn't go to 1950, 1920 or anything. Okay, like that. okay. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to pair it up as we go. Okay? I understand. Queen. The White, Queen? White Snake. Mm. And of course, this band that we just heard right Maiden? now. Yes. Are amongst others to play on day one of the first. Rock and Rio Festival. Oh, my goodness. This is huge, this festival. And the most rabid fans in the world hail from Brazil. <laughs> That's why this, this uh, whole Rock and Rio thing is off the, the hook. Everybody down there is just nuts. The, uh, when, I went to, when I went to the show in, in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, it was outside an amphitheater. Mm, okay. A huge one they have out there in Raleigh. Right. And there was there was dudes with Brazilian flags out there. Really? Yes. You never see that. Yes. You hardly you, ever you, see that. You crap. know. And guess what? Yeah. Bruce Dickinson pointed them out. And the, I don't know if you remember, there was guys in with Brazilian flags as yeah, well. That's right. When we were in Oklahoma City. There, yeah, there were. Oh my goodness. That's the connection that uh, Iron Maiden has with Brazil. As much as did you see the Iron Maiden film? Uh, was it Air Force One? The uh, Air Force One, Flight, uh, the Flight, Flight Six Six Six. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. That's how you come up with the with the notion that because you actually physically see how insane the Brazilians are with with. No matter how much with the, popular music, the, the metal it, scene is extinguished here in the U.S. It's just all that intensity is going south. <laughs> it's going yes. into Brazil, and they go to. These South American countries and just get uh, incredible well, crowds. I, well, as I when I, I pulled this out right out of uh, of history, not history. Uh, this week in music, also out of uh, sound facts slash history. 
Okay. Uh, song facts, excuse me, not song facts. Uh, and I found some pretty cool, interesting things here. So, okay. Okay. Queen performed twice that day with both performances broadcast live. Two separate sets. Okay. Yes. Okay. Throughout Brazil, later appearing in the U.S. as a DVD called Queen Live in Rio. All right. Makes sense. Frontman uh, Freddie Mercury gets a kick out of the enthusiastic crowd goers and conducts them during the performance of the hit Love of My Life, which was featured in uh, the movie. Uh, the Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody yeah, movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think the timeline was correct, but that's, you know, that's just me. Artistic license. Now, check this out. Here's really cool, but here's a really cool fact about the rock and reel. Now, okay. if, you're a, if you're a rock and reel, if you're a rock lover uh, in general, you're going to like this. Rock and reel is the handiwork of Brazilian entrepreneur Roberto Medina. Okay. Who wanted to celebrate the nation's long-awaited escape from military dictatorship with a grand musical event at Rio de Janeiro's City of Rock. Now that word is that that term there, that phrase is very important, Adam. City of Rock, City okay. Of rock. Now, what is City of Rock, you ask? I am. I'm asking, what is it? A venue built with modern light and sound system, especially for these kinds of occasion, and especially for this one. Rock and Huge Rio. Huge festival. Rock and Rio became was a 10-day festival, by the way. Wow. It wow. drew it drew one point four million. Fans, one point four mil. <laughs> was it was it a thing where they just, they stayed for uh, overnight at, at the location? Or I don't did know. They if, disperse at the end of each day. Uh, if you notice all the documentaries that go along with anything that goes down in in Brazil, mm-hmm. you see. I, I don't know what it is because to me, just you know, looking at just to how it's filmed, it looks like you're just gonna walk down a street. Mm-hmm. Either you know, like like an alleyway, not a not a really large street, and it has, you know, some some grass coverings on the side, and then all of a sudden the fence starts, mm-hmm. and you see the lining up of fans, you know, just one after the other. Like what? Yes. Where is this? Where does this fence end? You yes. know. So I don't think that when they're filming these things, I don't think they're filming it where you can really appreciate it. Now with drone technology and things like that, hopefully any kind of filming that's going to go down there. You could get maybe a little bit more because you know that that montage where they're getting the the sound checks ready and they show the fans start pouring in and running yeah. towards the front and right, all that. Right, right. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I identify with that. I, you know, it's like when you're a kid, you just want to run that's out the, there. That's the anticipation. That's getting the stage ready. Yeah, it's the excitement of the crowd that's running, dude, yeah, try, trying yeah, to get yeah, their yeah, spot yeah, 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 right exactly. up front. Yes. You know, it's, it's it has become one of the largest musical festivals in the world, man. Mm-hmm. Recurring only every two years. I thought this thing was yearly. I did too. You know, and it's branched off like to Lisbon and Madrid, and even in Las Vegas, there's a rock and roll. But that first, this was the first year. Was eighty five? Is that what you're saying? This is nine, January eleventh, nineteen eighty five, Adam. And the headliners were White Snake, Queen, and. Iron Maiden. Yes, for day one. There's 10 oh, days. Oh, no, just day one? Yeah, 10 oh. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy so, crap. Yes, sir. Ozzy Osbourne, ACDC, Rod Stewart, James Taylor all play. And it was a slew of artists. I didn't bother to. We don't to. see that many bands in a year. No, man. You, no. Can, you can see them in 10 days. These guys get it, knock it out oh, in 10 days, man. Goodness. It's just beautiful, man. One, there's a little side note on here that McDonald's, okay, the restaurant chain. Golden Arches. They sold, okay, on day one. Guess how many hamburgers they sold on day one? 
Okay, so okay, there's there's going to be a hundred thousand people there. Um, Ten I, days. I can eat how many hamburgers? This is what you want to know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, I can eat probably five or six of those McDonald's hamburgers in a sitting. <laughs> so I'm going to say for the 10 day, whole 10 day period. Okay. No, no, just for the first day. Oh, the first day. Right. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, 1.2 million hamburgers. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. God, that's a lot of hamburgers. <laughs> 58,000 hamburgers. That's it. And check this out. Those still, that's it. But it's Pussies. still, but it still earned them a Guinness, uh, a spot in the Guinness book of world records oh. for that. Okay. So what do you think about that? <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Let me okay. ask you this. Ask me a question. <laughs> if you had a chance to go to any festival that you know that's a rock festival. Rio. That's a kick-ass rock festival. Rock and Rio. So you would go. I would go to Rock and so Rio. So you wouldn't go to Monsters of Rock? No. I'd go to Rock and Rio. You go to Rock and Rio. Yeah. Wow. I've seen the videos. I've seen like Rush when they're doing the YYZ and stuff, and the crowd is just out there cheering and chanting and waving things. And Everybody. It's just not one. He- and, and the and the shot from the stage, the people are endless. They just go on for and on into the night, and then it may never end. There's just people everywhere, and there's and there's like a hundred yards away. There's another screen, so the people back there can kind of see what's happening on stage because you can't see the fucking stage no, from wherever they're at. Man, that's so, just... Yeah, definitely. And I would take the recommendation of people that that went to the Olympics in uh, Rio. Okay. You have to take a spare phony wallet and a spare phony phone. And you keep those in your pockets, you know, and then you have to seal away your real phone and your real wallet. In your junk? Because you're going to get robbed. It's just, it's going to happen. Wow. That was the suggestion. So I, I, would, I would do that. I would prepare myself. And yes, I would definitely go to Rock and Rio. And that was Adam Tate's <laughs> Rio de Janeiro City of Rock <laughs> mentoring of our listeners. Knowing that's going to happen, I'm still going to Rock and Rio. <laughs> Ooh, and the rock continues, Adam. I thought he's played a Rock and Rio, hasn't he? Saturday morning, baby. Wichita, Kansas at 6.50 and at 26 degrees. <laughs> No prohibition here. No. <laughs> not for the Oz, man. No way. Definitely not. No way. 1986, Adam. Yes. January 13, 1986. Okay. How old were you, man? 86. That would make me eight years old. <laughs> 1986, you were eight years old? Wow. No. No, do, no, no, no. Do I the math. 12. I was 12. Do I was the 12. math. Do the math. You were I'm in middle wrong. school. I was 12. There you go, Ozzy, Oz, Ozzy Osbourne is taken to court. By the parents of John McCollum, a depressed teenager who shot himself while listening to Ozzy's song, Suicide Solution. Yeah. I know he got some flack for that song. He was taken to court just like the Judas Priest. Same type of time as the timeline as the Judas Priest Mm -hmm. issues and things. Yes. But I don't think Ozzy's Suicide Solution made the Filthy 15. (laughs) <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> I didn't remember that one. That. <laughs> did not. You're right. The parents claimed that their son was driven to suicide mm. by Ozzy's song. The court, obviously, threw the case out later. That's good. I I don't know what to say about that. That's uh, influence. I guess if you put suicide in the name of the song, could you possibly be blamed for the influence of someone that commits suicide? I don't think art works that way. I don't either. I don't think you deliberately 
uh, see my children's book there where it says M for metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. <laughs> you learn them young. <laughs> What's the cover of Blizzard of Oz on there? <laughs> There's a segment in there that's O. O is for Ozzy. Oh, really? <laughs> Was he in the Wolfman outfit? Bark at the moon? No. Don't make me take it down. But I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, you. I don't think you deliberately come out and say, you know what, uh, let's write a song about su- suicide and have somebody kill themselves. I no. don't think so. You know, I think this is part of the scare where they were scaring everybody with heavy metal and the lyrics and whatnot, and people were taking this too literal. Again, religious fanatics. People of faith like myself listen to it, and I'm a pr- perfectly normal human being today. I suppose there's many people of weak mind that can be influenced by something that they hear, like the, a particular lyric or a particular scene from a movie or something. Yeah, I could see, see, see that. I could see that. I could see that, yeah. But you should know, the artist well, you, be responsible of, for that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not, not for a minute. I don't think so. No. Not for a second. Anyway, yeah, that's that was going on with that. 1991, Adam. Okay. January 15th, 1991. Everybody's talking about planet Earth. United Nations, good relations, space. What is this, Tom? You tell me, brother. It's coming. I know this part. Where's this coming from? Give peace a chance. That's right. That's not the the version I know. Let me give it to you right now, baby. I'm gonna give it to you. Okay. The paper, that is. <laughs> On the United Nations deadline for Iraq to remove troops from Kuwait. Okay. A new version of Give Peace a Chance is released with contributions from Iggy Pop, Tom Petty, LL Cool J, and dozens of others. This was s- the brainchild of Mr. Lenny Kravitz. Did they, did they a, s- record a, this and then send it directly to Saddam Hussein? <laughs> Is that who they were saying give uh, peace a chance to? This was broadcasted live uh, or or at least was there was some kind of a uh I remember I remember this coming out and I'm like Lenny Kravitz who's this guy? Oh, it's one of your favorites now. You know and I'm like really is this guy trying to you know relive the hippie movement with this give peace a chance stuff? You know, he's got these these Iraqis, you know, ordered by their maniac dictator to go out there, rape and pillage in Kuwait? These big aggressors? Yeah. Who are they, who are they saying give peace a chance to? Do you think these guys are listening to this as they're, you know, raping half of that half of that city and God knows what else they were going and stealing oil and carrying on? Come on, guys. I love you, Lanny. I love uh, a lot of the artists here that are the, uh, what is this? What's the group called again? The uh, says Peace Choir. The Peace Choir. You know, he sings it along with Sean Lennon and a bunch of other people on there. I can, I can name them. I even saw Duff McKagan on there. I guess it's good for the artists. They feel like they're doing something. This is, what, this is in their genre. This is what they do. And they're trying to raise some sort of awareness. for. But it doesn't really affect the conflict. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. That, it's a very cool thing, you know, sure. to do what they did. Absolutely, I get that. But come on, man. This is like, you know, again... Bush Sr. says, get your asses out of here because we're about to to uh, destroy your asses. Yeah. 
and they did. I, by the way, I've I've flown over the highway of death. The highway of death sounds ominous. In what, Iraq, what is this? in uh, Kuwait. What does this mean? This is where all those those uh, those trucks and uh, armored vehicles and everything else that the Iraqis had from like 1920 were completely slaughtered by the American forces. They're still in their positions. They're, they're still they're, there. They're still there. There's parts of it that it's just a gigantic uh, uh, graveyard. It's just a huge scrapyard. A, a, a grave slash uh, scrapyard. Yeah, wow. the junker. Wow. Completely rusted out. We flew low enough, and I'm like, whoa. You know, it's, obviously, it's a prohibited area. I won't tell you what, man. It's against the law in Kuwait for an Iraqi mm-hmm. to step foot into their country. It's against the law, punishable by death. What? Wow. Are you Seems like that? pretty strict. Those dudes went in there. They did all kinds of shit in there, man. They went crazy. Mm. They went, That's what they do. Mm. They're like an infestation. Do they try to give peace a chance? No, not these fools. <laughs> okay. They they didn't t- they they should have listened to Lenny Kravitz. They they they're like, oh, you should have listened to Lenny. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, I do. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh oh, Adam. What is this? This is something you don't hear a lot of, man. No, I don't. Uh oh, there's a little. Oh, it's, it's those little. Uh, Tin barrel things that people yeah, beat yeah. on, right? Drums, Jamaican drums. Yeah. Jamaican drums. Guess who this is? Mr. Party Man himself, Mr. Jimmy. Oh, Jim Jim Buffett? Jim Buffett. <laughs> Jaime Buffetti. <laughs> Some folks say oh. that I've got the perfect life. Oh, yeah. I would say so. I'd say you do. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bunch of parrot heads out that love you. <laughs> Anyway, Mr. Jimmy Buffett, man, uh-huh. January 16, 1996, Adam. Okay. Jamaican police mistake Jimmy Buffett for a drug smuggler and, sh- and shoot at his, <laughs> Maybe he at is. his seaplane. <laughs> the plane called... The did, he he- run a- did he run away from him and blow the, out his flip-flop? No, listen to this. The plane is called the Hemisphere Dancer. <laughs> Hemisphere dancer? Yeah, it was the target of the Jamaican police. Oh. After it lands in the water, Bono <laughs> of the U2 is on board with his family and he shit his pants. No. <laughs> 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 no. It was a big mistake. The plan was the plane was hit a few times, shattering the windshield, man. Ooh. And doing damage to the fuselage. But no one, thank heaven, was hurt other than uh Bono's pants. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was absolutely terrifying. Suspected terri- drug smuggler. Yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I honestly thought that we were all going to die, Bono says. That's, that's, wow. a, that's a true quote right there. The Jamaicans apologize and try to convince the tropical troubadour to come back soon. Buffett turns the incident to this song we just heard right here. Jamaica Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I love this news. This is really good. Jeez, Jamaica mistake. <laughs> Guy's brilliant. Yeah. Turn it into a song. They did it. That's what you got to do. What the hell, you know? <laughs> They're shooting at me. No big deal. Let me make a song out of this. Matter of fact, hey, Bono, you got a guitar there? I'm going to... Jamaica yeah. mistake? Collaborate with me. Uh-oh, here comes a really good song that I love oh. right here. Deep down. Hey, this sounds familiar. Oh. <laughs> out of my favorite TV series... The Sopranos, baby. Woke up this morning. Alabama 3, Adam. I feel like I'm in 
I'm in the mood now for a lot of good entertainment. <laughs> After Jimmy Buffett got shot? His plane? The, the Hemisphere Dancer? <laughs> the Sopranos debut on uh, HBO, Adam. Okay. January 10, 1999. Bruce Springsteen's guitarist. Yeah. Plays Silvio Dante. Yeah. Which guitarist do you think Bruce Springsteen's was? Uh, Stevie Van Zandt. There we go. That's the channel right there. Got the character one. molded his own relationship with Bruce. Did you know that? He molded his own relationship with Bruce? What the character mean? was molded as type of how his relationship with Bruce is how oh, Silvio Dante was with Tony, Tony Soprano. Soprano. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? You didn't know that? Like his captain? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, his, uh, his, yeah, his boss. His boss. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Silvio Dante was a consigliere. Uh, consigliere. Yeah. That was his promotion. He was a captain. He got bumped up. To, oh, okay. uh, and I believe he died in the series. You don't really know because that was kind of left up obscure mm. if he died or not. Yeah. Unlike most of uh, Tony Soprano's inner circle, Silvio doesn't want to be like the boss. So, yeah, I get the, where, the, where that correlation he goes with. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know how much they paid uh, Alabama 3 for the rights of, to play this song oh, on the show? I'm, I bet it's going to be minuscule in hindsight. Okay. But uh, I'm going to say $75,000. You went, you, you, you're going high today. Oh, that's high too? Yeah. That's high? 40 grand. Oh. And it was a thing that they just couldn't refuse it. Well, they said, hey, we don't know who we, we Nobody knows who we are, but you know. But hey, if, if, they, if they get booked into a show. <laughs> that's right. I mean, and play that one song. Probably one of the best songs. I'm telling you, I love that show. I mean, this is one of the, to me, it's one of the best TV series ever. I agree. But anyway, let's move along. We did. <laughs> 2003, Adam. We, we, we. Uh-oh. Fiddle about. <laughs> Obviously, it's fiddle about. Did you remember the? Uh, did you remember Tommy the Opera? Did you see that movie? No, I never saw that movie. You never had. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that the other yep. day. We were also talking about who guess who. Pete Townsend, remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I do remember. We were it was about Pete actually on this day in January 14, 2003, where British police arrested Pete Townsend, oh. the guitarist, uh, as part of Operation Orr. A sting operation to crack down on child pornography. Did he try to tell him, I'm just fiddling about? That's, <laughs> I would hope he didn't. <laughs> that would not have been smart, dude. Anyway, yeah, bottom line is he made it out of court. He was still placed on the uh, sex offenders registry for five years. Oh, so that's past so, him. Yep. That's good. Yep. Woo, we're kicking ass today, man. Oh, There's Some of these man. songs are just too much, man. I know. Between TV and the songs, I don't know what we're going to do, Adam. The Wizard. Black this. It's coming. It's got to kick in. You know, Let it it kick. it's the anticipation that it's going to come in. Oh, here it comes. In the balls. <laughs> Straight there. Ouch. Is that Ozzy on the harp? Does he, uh, does he play the harmonica? I don't know who plays the harmonica on that. I didn't look at it. I'm going to have to research that. January 12, 2013, Adam, Black Sabbath uh -huh. complete their nearly reunited original uh, original uh, lineup with frontman Ozzy Osbourne, announcing an upcoming release of album number 13, the first Black Sabbath album in 18 years since 1995's mm. Forbidden. Did you ever listen to that album? The uh, new one? Probably that, not. That album, I, at album 13? I can't remember it. I do not. So, yeah. Sorry, Adam. As is typical, there's a couple of good songs. Well, I, I, honestly, I can't. So, 
But we thought that that's the day that the metal uh, actually smiled on the fans who like that kind of yeah, stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, so Definitely. it was a good thing. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast Time Machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up, it's about to get real heavy. You that like that? You that like, is kicked. You up. like that one? You like that one? Oh, oh, it's even better! It's even better! Whoa! Woo-hoo-hoo. Celebration time today! One year after the death of Neil Peart, Adam. Yes. Today, in January 14th, 1980, baby, Rush releases "Permanent Waves." Permanent Waves. Huge yeah. album. Whoa! Wonderful album. It's about time we got. Good thing that we uh, picked <clears throat> it up now because it was like. Well, we should have eliminated that religion part. I'm still <laughs> suffering over that. Because this right here alone can be a religion, man. That's true. And, and we would be free to celebrate it Damn based right. on today's yes. celebration. Man, Rush releases Permanent Waves, man. Mm-hmm. Their seventh studio album. So we're talking about Rush. We're talking about, what is it? Uh, Fly by Night. Fly by Night. What's the Steel Caress of Steel. Caress of Steel. 2112. Uh, uh, hemispheres is the, in there. Hemispheres before this one, right? And then this one. So it's seven. We may have left. We one might out. have missed one. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know. Fly my night was the one that has the owl. Yep. This is the first one that uh that uh big, big explosion type looking thing. Oh, so it's great. Yes, but great. Anyway, yes, with Spear of the Radio and Free Will, help make it their first to reach the top five in the U.S. Mm. albums chart. Adam, really. Yep. No, twenty one twelve didn't make it, huh? Mm-mm. Okay. They were. I think when I think of this album, I think it's like a bridge. It's a bridge between uh, the album right before this was Hemispheres. That was the one that one that features did that. The trees was on Hemispheres. The trees was on Fim- yeah. on on Hemispheres. Okay. And that was like one of like two actual radio type length songs, like four minute songs. Yeah, they weren't. This they little, were they were yeah. prog rock, like all the way. And then this one, it kind of straddles prog rock and these two big hits that they have. Interesting you say that. And next, after this album, is going to be Moving Pictures, which is just hit song after hit song. Tom Sawyer and Red Barrachetta and Limelight and all those lovely songs. So it's kind of a bridge in between the two worlds. It's what I see. I love this song. I love I love uh, uh, the spirit of the radio, man. Mm-hmm. You know what that song's about? I would imagine something to do with the radio, being <laughs> yeah. on being on the radio, it's enjoying ca- hearing it's, it. It's uh, when, connection when when Neil Peart uh, wrote "Spirit of the Radio." Okay, mm-hmm. he was kind of like being melancholic about how the. Uh, freeform FM FM radio was disappearing and it was turning into corporate uh, okay. radio, and so he those were his words to to describe that hey you know the the total freedom that DJs had to play whatever they wanted oh that that's disappeared is yeah. gonna disappear because yeah. the corporate person 
has to uh, has to has to program it. Has to program it and all that stuff. So here's here's something really. This is something really. You might want to turn it down real quick. Okay. Just, all right, all right. Or just stop it real quick. So check sure. this out. This is invisible airways crackle with life, bright antenna bristle with the energy, emotional feedback on timeless and timeless wavelengths. You know because you get that emotion. When you're listening to radio, when you have nothing else, when you don't have playlists, when you didn't have the Spotify, when you didn't have, you know, uh, all you had was the radio and maybe an LP, maybe an 8-track that you had. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then he says, it's bearing a gift beyond price. It's almost free. So you're receiving that. Yes. You know, you would probably listen to Triumph. Yes. And it's totality, totality, totality. <laughs> Right. Anyway, you I know what you. I'm saying. You totality. know what I mean. Yes. Totality. There you go, right there. On a free-formed uh, radio, uh, FM radio station, a lot of people didn't pay a lot of attention to FM radio. So okay. there was a lot of out, there was a lot of uh, gunsling DJs out there doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. And I guess uh, Neil Peart was the one that caught it. So, anyways, all this machinery making modern music can still be open-hearted. So even though there were some trends. In music where, especially what you're saying, you're saying prog rock, mm -hmm. right? Progressive rock and roll is what, you know, right. and there's people that will still do. 18-minute uh, songs. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, a bunch of Roman yes, numerals. Right. Just separating the parts of the songs. Yeah, sure. with, you know, even with like operatic uh, break-ins and whatnot. Sure. You know, the way they're composed, they're done in parts. The timing is different in, in all these songs. Anyway, an, an example of that one right here would have been... Uh, Jacob's Ladder has a lot of that going on through that whole deal. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he says, and he culminates with this, and he says, not so coldly charted. Okay. It's always just a question of your honesty. One likes to believe in the freedom of music, but glittering prizes and endless compromises shatters the illusion of integrity. Whoa. You're like, what the fuck did this guy just write? But when you know... In your heart, you're listening to this. Wait a minute, it's the spirit of the radio. This guy's saying we could have gotten all this, we could have received as fans all this uh, album. Mm -hmm. But now we're only get going to get the hit played because that's what a program wants to do. Oh, uh, so he's, is he lamenting the fact that that's gone? Oh, okay. Like there are no, uh, Deep cuts to be uh, wounded by. No, exactly. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I see. You okay. see, and, and you're like, wow. You know, obviously, when you're a kid, I remember what this song always brings me back to my to my you know my teenage years. Sure. I you know I, I there was there was a uh, there was a store. It was Bosques. I want to say it was Bosques Music. It was in in Maya West, this town I used to go to high school too high school at and uh you know i used to go in there and look at the albums and the album covers mm -hmm. you know no money but i still look at them you know it was no big deal and you know i dream of oh, i want to you know i want to buy this record or now i can sure. and, and now i don't have to worry about you know the endless compromises because you know i i have you know thank heavens what i need to to be able to enjoy this especially now with all the different forms of what's going on adam what's... i have no idea oh, okay there we go so yeah, that's it. It just you know tells you these things. This is another song, another great is "Free Will." Uh, on here, "Free Will" is actually, believe it or not, is about uh, religion. Oh my God! What, were the, what, what a what a day of religion! We like went that. from Satan out to all the way to religion <laughs> in one show. <laughs> so yeah, 
Yeah, these, the Spirit of Radio and Free Will, the two big hits, radio play all over the place. Yeah, and Trinals 2 as well, which is between us, was another yeah. radio hit on this one. So as you can, now here's some good lyrics off of this one, off of uh, uh, Free Will. It says, you can choose a ready guide in some celestial voice. Mm-hmm. There's your uh, doctrine, right? Okay, sure. Your ready guide. You open it. Okay, this is the way the devotional is going to work. Okay. If you choose not to decide, you, you still, still have, have made, made a, a choice. choice. Oh, yes. I love this. I love you, it. You like thinking. I love oh. the turn of phrase of what, the way he used that. Yeah. You can choose from phantom fears and kindness that can kill. In other words, you know what? You better be afraid of this deity because he may be kind, but he could kill you. Okay. You know? All right. But I will choose the path that's clear. I will choose free will. I love that. I you love know, that song. It always goes back to the to the story I tell you about my pastor saying, test the spirits. Don't be a moron. Just don't believe what any idiot tells you. Okay. Use your free will. You're given that uh that don, you're given that talent to discern, you know, what you know, what false prophets of all religions are telling you. So yeah. So how cool is that, man? So is that like more of putting faith in yourself? Is that what kind of what he's? I would say. I would conveying? say. I would say, don't be. Don't be uh, a fanatic. Hmm. Okay. I think that's what he's saying. He says, you know, it's cool to it's cool to have religion. It's cool to have belief. It's cool to have faith. But just don't let yourself be misguided. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So here's right there, entre nos. That's French for between us. Okay. I mean, I just do that because in in uh, Spanish is entre nosotros is just in between oh, us. Oh, okay. So <laughs> there's not that you know. That's it's romantic language. You know, you're gonna I you're know. gonna know what it means. So yeah. Another great hit, man. Beautiful so, album. This I love it. I love this album all the way from. I was listening to this week. There's a, a four, I was the 40th anniversary version. Yeah. Where they have live performances through it. So if you get a chance, uh, you want to go ahead and Spotify. You want to go ahead and Spotify this album. Go ahead and knock yourself out. Spotify or whatever. Uh, it had live whatever, versions yeah, of all the songs? Uh, not all of them. Sanadu's on there. The trees were on there. The trees, you could hear uh, the clearness of uh, Neil Peart's uh, playing away on these different kind of percussions. It is so wonderful, man. You know, mm. it, makes you, it makes you a little f- sad oh, yeah. that Neil is gone. So, yeah, yeah Adam. I so, understand. Yeah, and that's going to be our uh, significant album for today. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast time machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up. It's about to get real heavy. And it did, man. It got really, really. <laughs> Definitely an excellent one this week. <laughs> oh, man. We just been kicking these songs, man. Adam, you are a master. I'm following your list. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys? I'm going to let you introduce them, man. The Scorpions with Coast. To coast, yeah. Instrumental by instrumental. Yeah. I love it when an instrumental breaks up an album. You know, it gives you that <laughs> musical interlude. And you just rock out. Ah, oh, it's the best. 
I hear that signature sound of the Scorpions. You can hear it. You <laughs> I know. know. <laughs> you can hear Rudolph and uh, Michael Schenker. And speaking tone. of which, born on this week, Adam, in rock and roll. Ooh, who is it? Michael Schenker, baby. He's hey, what all do you right. think about that? He's playing his flying V guitar. <laughs> <laughs> January 10th, 1955. Thank goodness he was born. 66 years ago, man. Rock guitarist Michael Schenker of Scorpions, UFO, and some other people there that I want to mention. And he's born in West Germany. Yeah. So absolutely, man. Happy birthday, Michael Schenker. Happy Thank you birth- for many happy, years of happy rock and roll, birthday. David. Adam, are, are we gonna, good? Are you? Yes. Are we, we are. good? We're, We're good. moving on. We are moving I've on. Been waiting years. Oh, you know that voice. Now. You know that voice. I do. Best. Sounds like a drum battle. Oh, Adam. A bell? Time for school. Oh, here's Dave. Born Adam. <laughs> January 14th, 1969. Okay. Mr. David Grohl. Dave, Dave Grohl. Grohl, Nirvana, the Foo Fighters, them damn vultures. Uh, <laughs> or the crooked ones. That's the crooked one. <laughs> the, the crooked vultures. Yes, you're right. <laughs> uh, Queens of the Stone Age. I think if there's if there's one guy and guess guess I mean you I could I could have written whatever I wanted on here is probably would have been covered by somebody. This guy is so beloved. I know I'm glad this guy is in rock and roll. You have no idea. Oh yeah, we have enjoyed his music live so many times that it's just a great. You have his shirt on, Dagnabbit. Oh That's shit, what I'm, I'm wearing talking a Foo about. Fighter shirt. In that show that we went to, that we were amazed. Everything's coming together. That's what I'm I think. If there about. is one guy today in the world who is waving the banner for rock music. Dave Grohl is that guy. You could not have said it any better. And on that note, Adam. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Birthday number three. Adam. Yes. I'm loading the app. <laughs> Lord of the Are G-Strings app. The dro- Lord of the G-Strings app. Adam. Yes. Agent X3. <laughs> what does he come up with this week? He provided a double whammy. What? He du- a double, double whammy? whammy. Twins? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? You're a sick man. Oh, what? <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that's true. The first one, 26-year-old Adam, Brianna Bett. Okay. You want to go ahead and, uh, yep. excuse me, uh, yeah. It's B-R-I-A-N, B-R-I-A-N, A. B E T T E. Oop, there she is. Brianna Bent. Okay. Brianna Bent's 26 years old, baby. She's one, a, uh, hi. Has 1.2 million followers. She does. She's very popular. 300 and 354 posts, 503 that she is following, and she is from the great state of uh, Texas. Oh, Texas. <laughs> we, love, we like Texas. Wow. All right. I like it. Oh, and she, I can see why she has so many followers here. Why? She is a fan of, uh, it looks like the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Yeah, she is, is doing some sort of a cowboy dance in the first post that I see. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, yeah, is, there, is it a video? The first, the very first post that pops up. She's in a red. Oh, uh, she's dancing on that one. Let me see. Night. Oh, she's, yeah, yeah, 
yeah. It may be early in the morning. She's holding a it's a, a nighty. It's a nighty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. And then she has uh, she has a wardrobe change halfway through the video. Oh, I'm looking at that right Did now. Did you see I, that? I think she's doing some kind of a twerk thing there. Yes, yes. Maybe it's gluteal isolation. <laughs> oh, you <he> likes. <laughs> is, that, is that what that other one was doing? Could be. Could very well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to tune into what we have to see here. So we're gonna go a little bit further down. Yeah, Looks she like is. she looked now. Did you see the one there? She is uh, at like look like a lake, and she's ready to do some yoga. Not a lake. Yeah, yeah. And oh her, yeah, I see her. I see her in, a, yeah, in is, a red outfit. Yes, it is yoga. Mm -hmm. Says before the Cowboys game, it is a must. This season, that's okay. that's yoga. She's referring oh to. because next season because the Cowboys be suck so bad. She has to just get yoga wait to get zen. zen down. So you keep on going down. <laughs> oh no, man, she is truly a. <laughs> model for sure. Brad. She's all about the boys. She always loves the uh, cowboys. Yes, she has. Uh, I could see where Agent X3 outdid himself here. Uh, she seems to be an activist, but we're going to buzz right back all that through that. <laughs> we, we're only going to be uh, enhanced. We're only going to be discussing here her, uh, <laughs> her attributes <laughs> as a model for God knows what here. Okay. <laughs> she is doing all kinds. So she's here. Her quote is everything is bigger and better in Texas. I've always heard that. What do you think? I mean, right now I am, I am, I would say you're a believer if, now. If I were to look at, yes, at all these pictures here, I would absolutely agree with uh, this young lady. Now our second one, that was Ebony. Oh, that was Ebony. Now our second one is called, that was, that was Brianna bet. Yes. Our second one is called Caro. Oh, C A R O. C-A-R-O-Z-E-A-1. City, baby. Okay. Do you see her? Oh, yeah. Carolina Z. There we go right there. Now, that's going to be in Spanish there, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, okay. and uh, clear it up for you, Adam. It says here, okay. at Carol Z, and here it is. This is my only account, this Instagram account right here. So if you want to enjoy uh, Carol Z's extreme modeling. Extreme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's pretty awesome. It? It's all, look. Well, here's uh, let me see. Let's let's go down here. And, she has tattoos. Uh, uh, she wears a ball cap in most of her her pictures. Mm -hmm. She's on a beach usually. Well, of course, you know, and it's hot. It's absolutely. So let me see. Find the one to here that is extreme. It's they're all extreme, really. <laughs> Extremely beautiful. <laughs> Carol Z says this is her only account, but she has a warning. Oh, no. Okay, her warning says, I block inappropriate comments. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why I couldn't get in. <laughs> and I am very happy uploading my photos. Oh, my God, y'all. I love my booty. <laughs> I would agree with her, Adam. She looks very happy. All yeah, through she these. Looks... And she's an up-and-comer, too. She only has 172,000 followers, Adam. Yeah, That's I know. all she's... she has. You kind know, beware. Kind of hidden treasure Beware there. Her, her hashtags here are gracias, gracias, gracias. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Those are her hashtags? That's a, a, no, there's just one of her hashtags. Just one. Okay. It's pretty long, but you know, again, it's National Religious Freedom Day, so it's three gracias, or maybe it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I don't know. Yeah. I would think that uh, all. Uh, she's been extremely blessed by uh, if the uh, what is it if the Lords of the G String app popped her up, I would say that the heavenly music has a lot to do with. Uh, I don't see I don't I don't see any uh, nightlife photos here in a gown or 
Um, going ready to go on the town. Do you if you go down to six like? days ago. It's difficult being more mature than your father. <laughs> six days ago. There's an evening picture. She has a, uh, she's kind of got her hand on a railing. She's looking at the camera down her arm. Uh, she has a black uh, halfway see-through dress. Ah, I just saw it. See it's awesome. Yes, yes. That's that's kind of nightlife right that's there. That's a lot of style. Yes, absolutely. If that's you, a... If you go over to the second photo, she gives you kind of a, a frontal shot of that outfit. I love her frontals. I love her back. There's a little bit of bling-ish here. She's got, she's got the, the right arm has a few tattoos. The, the left arm looks a little clean. Yes, actually. yes, yes. And it looks like oh, she, no, she's got some tattoos. She, and, and you know what? And she's also very confident herself because I can see some cellulite clearly in some of these pictures. So, oh. you know, so she didn't go in, she didn't go ahead and uh, she didn't Photoshop. She didn't try to cover any of her faults, Adam. That's all right. You know, and that's what we're going to do today <laughs> for the third birthday, baby. <laughs> a double Ooh, shot. It's a double that shot. That was a first Thank double you, shot. Thank you, Agent X3. You outdid yourself as always. You are our hero. Adam, yep. you know what time it is, my friend. What time is it? It's break time for me. Is it? <laughs> oh, no. And it means I have to read something? It must be hashtag. What the frijoles? You got it. Amaze me, Adam. Okay, it's story time, Tommy. You ready As for always. a story? Yes, I'm ready. All right, in the summer of 1915, Dr. D.K. Briggs of Blackville, South Carolina, was oh. called to attend a 30-year-old black woman, Essie Dunbar, who had suffered an attack of epilepsy. Oh, wow. He found no signs of life and pronounced her dead. Mm. The corpse was put in a wooden coffin at the funeral uh, and arranged for it, the funeral was arranged for 11 the following morning. Quick turnaround. Wow, that's fast. Quick turnaround. This was 1915. Maybe they had to do it faster. Not a lot of refrigeration. Or yeah, you're right. Uh, to give, and then it was made for the next morning to give Essie's sister, who lived in a neighboring town, the chance to participate. Oh, to come down, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, although the, the ceremony was a lengthy one, three preachers were taking turns to perform during the ceremony. The sister still had not arrived, and Essie's coffin was lowered into its six-foot-deep grave. Okay, she okay. died. Sister uh, didn't make it. Didn't make it. She already lowered it in into the, the coffin. Okay. Into the ground. Uh, Essie uh, was the one that passed. Sorry. The sister <laughs> <laughs> appeared a few minutes later, however, and demanded to see her sister. She wanted her brought back up out of the grave. And she wanted to see her to say goodbye. Okay. And the ministers agreed. The coffin was brought up so that she may be seen one last time. When the screws were removed and the coffin lid open, Essie sat up in her <laughs> coffin and smiled at her sister. I knew that was coming out of The three ministers <laughs> fell backward into the grave. The, sh the shortest one suffering three broken ribs as the other two fell on top of him. <laughs> They had seen a ghost, the Holy Ghost. The mourners, <laughs> including Essie's sister, believed that she was a ghost and fled <laughs> yelling when they saw that Essie, who had climbed up from the grave, was actually pursuing them. They stampeded into town in a state of complete hysteria. 
<laughs> for many years. Wow. Essie Dunbar was viewed with suspicion in the neighborhood, and there were rumors that she was a zombie <laughs> who had returned from the dead. She went on to live another 40 years. Wow. And outlived the doctor who pronounced her dead and sealed her in a coffin. <laughs> and that was our What the Frijoles for this week. <laughs> I ain't afraid no ghost. <laughs> Forty years, Adam. Jesus. Pronounced Man. dead. No signs of life. Put in Man. a box. Screwed into the box. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't like a seal, <laughs> a sealed box. Apparently, Man. there's enough ventilation to breathe. Dun -dun 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 -dun. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the Week. Oh, Adam, it's your section. Okay. It's your segment. I you warned you earlier, before the show, in pre-production, yes. I warned you that it's going to be a cavalcade of sounds. Oh, cavalcade means more than one. More than one. <laughs> Multiple sounds are going to be happening. Uh, the first... Now, as we usually do, a new music alert. Okay. New from people okay. who might be having a birthday this week. Oh, yeah. The new foos, music yes. from the Foo Fighters came out this week. Waiting on a war. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> on, uh, on the album Medicine at Midnight. Release date set for February 5th. Oh, wow. So that was out, and it was also actually performed, I believe, on one of the late-night shows, Jimmy Kimmel, I think. This week? Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. So get out. Get that one into your inbox. Enjoy it. Yeah, I would, I'm going to. That's our first sound of the week, but we have more. Okay. Thank you for the news alert. For the new music alert, excuse me. Tommy, <laughs> this is... Is it farting? Do you know? Does it, has it, is if it I play farting? a sound, do you think you can tell me what you think it might be? Okay. All right. I'm going to play it. I am closing my eyes and concentrating. Oh. What did that sound like? Mm. Anything you can describe? Something like a like a horror movie or something. Ready to what come it get is, you. I'll tell you what it is. Okay, it is a sound that is added to an electric vehicle. The Amazon fleet of vehicles made by a, a company called Rivian. Mm -hmm. They're electric vehicles, so they have no motor, no sound, no nothing, and when they're traveling through a neighborhood, they would be just essentially silent vehicles moving through town. So they've re been required to put a sound to the vehicle. There has to be a sound emitted while it's in motion. So there's no... So that is the sound that has been added. And that's... The initial sound is it, it's sitting in position, ready to go. And that, but as it moves, the pitch changes. Oh. And, and it increases like as it goes faster. 
the tone increases, like increasing the warning, apparently. So this is where the alien monster that comes a, out and, a and new bites you. sound of an Amazon electric vehicle. So it is uh, noise pollution versus uh, regular gaseous... It is, uh, it is all, it's all public safety. It's all just like, oh, what is that sound? Oh, what is it? We just can't escape... We just can't escape pollution, can we? Now. Now we're getting to the good stuff. All right, good deal. Okay. Uh, Andre Antunis... Antunis. Okay. I know you know Antunis, this guy. Antunis. Andre he is a Antunis. Portuguese guitarist. Okay. All right. All right. And he is known for adding music to a certain preacher, <laughs> Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland. Out just today, there's a new one. And this is about healing. Oh, Tommy. Okay, 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 okay. Now, this is a... Th- this, this truly is the religious podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is a three and three minute and 18 seconds. Oh, song. please, don't play the whole thing. We're not going to play, play the, the whole thing. thing. Thank you, thank you. But we need to get the first minute. Okay, can we, can okay. we listen to one let's, minute? Yeah, let's go ahead. Do okay. I need to be silent during the first minute? No. Okay, okay, okay. You can comment okay, okay, on what okay. you hear. All right, let's... <laughs> yes, yes! <laughs> I love it. Oh, listen, listen, listen to this right now. Put your hand on your head like that. Ball spots, I call you ball. I see hair. I see hair growing already, Adam. No one I saw you. No one I saw you a little bit bushy up here. I love that. So if you're feeling any ailments, if you feel your knees or your bladder or anything's going oh wrong, you God. play this song. Now, that's, that was only, that was Tommy only the and, first. Tommy and Adam Hard Today podcast, you go away. I <laughs> saw Hair grow. Uh, listen, that was only the first third of the song. Oh There's still gosh. two more minutes. Look it up on oh, YouTube. Oh, man. Uh, Andre Antunes. Oh, wow. Portuguese guitarist. Then we have one more sound. That we will play. And what is <laughs> what is the sound of the week based on? Oh, sound of the week is some uh, cockamamie sound that you that you some <laughs> cockamamie segment that you right. came up to uh, try to stop me. Yes. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to play a short sound from a plumber. Okay. All right. Let me get the volume set to the appropriate level. All right. Now. This is a long version. This is the plumber on one end of the pipe. He is setting up his recording equipment. Okay. He's going to walk to the other end of the pipe, and the sound will emit. (laughs) You did not let me down. (laughs) if you want the short, <laughs> if you want the short version of that, uh, it's just. Thank you. <laughs> I don't matter. <laughs> thank you. 
right. Thank you, Adam. I didn't think you could. I didn't think you could do yourself. <laughs> Thank you for going back to your roots. <laughs> the basis of sound of the week. Oh my God! It's the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast. Sound of the week. My, you're killing me, Adam. You're, you're That's good. Me. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Even oh, plumbers shit. are getting it on this day. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Is it that time already, Adam? <laughs> Do we have anything left? I feel like we shot the wad already. <laughs> Just shoot it some other way. Don't shoot it. Don't shoot it this way, Adam. What? What's up? <laughs> we had no motherfucker of the week. What? We? No. But thanks to your excellent production skills. Oh, really? We're able to say that our, um, I think our app department now is developing, actually. Is, has it, is it finished yet? I don't think it's finished. I think they're just in development. I think it's still in development. And it's not in development. And, and I mean, I hope they get to it soon because, you know, these people need something. <laughs> they need, these people need a win, you know? <laughs> they need some consoling. <laughs> if you've been watching the news, yeah. and the, at least from the 6th of January this way, uh-huh. you're going to know exactly who this app is going to be for. A new addition has been made to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast App Development Department. Oh my God. Inspired by targeted dating sites like Christian Mingle, JDate, and FarmersOnly.com comes the latest in online specialty relationship tools. Introducing E-Disharmony. Built for those whose red-hot passions are always on display, just like their red headwear. Days full of protesting and rioting, sowing discord through society can be exhausting. When can one find the time to make a love connection? We'll help with finding someone of like mind who'll accept you for everything you are, but who'll also certainly not accept others. A partner to fight beside you in the trenches and to help clear your eyes of pepper spray residue. Download eDisharmony today and find a companion to warm your trailer tonight. They're going off. <laughs> no wonder it's hard for them to get a date. Oh, Adam, our app department is just off the hook. I hope they get that out soon because these people need to get laid. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the deal here, man? <laughs> I tell you, it's a great app for them. If you ask me, I yeah, don't know. I know. I mean, it gives them right in. You know, it probably you know groups all of them together. At, you know, in one place. I mean, this they if you know what hurts the most about this, mm-hmm. that if our uh, app development department would have had this out two weeks ago, I know maybe this all thing would have been avoided. We could have quit this podcast. We would be we'd be right now, you know, rolling in pennies. <laughs> <laughs> think they have that much i think they waste it all on guns 
and and what is it those <coughs> those zip tie handcuffs? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in uh, water buffalo hats. <laughs> That's a good look. Oh my gosh, man, Jesus Almighty! <laughs> we're 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 calling up on Jesus right now, See, but we're, I. <laughs> <laughs> we're, oh wait a minute, they do too. <laughs> so we're trying to. Help. They go try to kill somebody. So we're trying to help people who have you know not had. A lot of wins lately. There's been, you know, they've been kind of knocked down. They've been kind of beat up a little bit. Try to help them out. Yeah, who's to say that we know? Because we're here. We're an equal opportunity offending. <laughs> you, you see you see people hurting? That's right. Like yeah, yeah. You, you lend them a hand. You, you, you see, you or you, them. Or you, you tell them what to do with their hand. <laughs> In jail. <laughs> it's the Tommy Adam Hardenham Podcast. Mora Focaria. Maybe maybe this podcast, maybe this ad, uh, app will work in jail. I don't know. <laughs> how do they get the phone? They, they got a keister the phone. <laughs> oh no! That's how they get it in there. <laughs> uh, it's too easy. This too- <laughs> these guys write their own stories, man. I'm telling yeah, you. No kidding. They write their own stories. Man, you can't make it up. You just you can only make up the app. And somebody. I know. And these guys are getting picked off one at a time. <laughs> just, oh, you hear? Oh, lectern guy got picked up today. Yeah. Oh, foot on the desk guy got yeah. picked up. <laughs> the goat king. <laughs> goat king. Oh was... wait, the goat king is the guy who was in jail and uh, was not getting organic food. Oh, that's so what was, it was. He that was real? on like he was, was on like a real? hunger strike was or something. Real? Was that real? Was that real? He wasn't being given organic food. I thought that was like <laughs> Stephen Colbert nonsense. Talk about a delicate snowflake. Oh, this guy. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Jesus. Good time, bad time. Let's start wrapping this sucker up, right. man. I guess we got to have a bad times. It's bad times for this guy, Stefan Thomas. You know okay. Stefan? Mm-hmm. Stefan Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> nope. This is the guy who got paid for some uh, computer work he did... Many many years ago, I can't remember how long it was. Was it for was it for uh, Pete Townsend of the Who? <laughs> no, but he got paid in Bitcoin, which at the time was super cheap. Okay, he got paid seven thousand. He has seven thousand and two Bitcoin. Wow. Do you know how much a Bitcoin is worth today? I have no idea. Forty thousand wow. dollars for one Bitcoin. Wow. This would have amounted to uh, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow. But. It is, this uh, is bad times, Adam. What's bit, the deal? His Bitcoin is located on his uh, keychain, uh, whatever that's called. The, the thing that the little security keychain thing. And he has forgotten his password. Oh, that sucks for him. And the, the security protocol is you get 10 attempts. If you, get, if you make 10 attempts at the password, and on the 10th attempt, it is forever locked away. He has made eight such attempts. With no success. Wow. He has two more shots at it. Otherwise, his $250 million uh, windfall will be just be gone, lost into the ether. Wow. That's bad times. That is super bad times. Yeah. Man. And but this, at the time... And this guy is a computer professional, right? Yes, but at the time, it was only worth uh, maybe 4 to $6 per Bitcoin at the time. And it has grown to a value of forty thousand. So, per yeah, so he was paid an amount of like fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars for his work, paid in Bitcoin. But 
since Bitcoin has skyrocketed, it has now amassed a total of $250 million. That is absolutely nuts, man. Yes. And that's a real story. That's a real story. Wow. Well, Adam, <laughs> give me something good. That depressed the shit out of me. It's like, man, I feel for this dude. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, man, I got to go out there on my Saturday now thinking about this fool. <laughs> Adam, I got the good time. Maybe though. it's just password one. It, for our country. <laughs> and the two S's are dollar signs. <laughs> That's what he's messing up. Oh, okay, Adam. We have good times, though. Oh, good, good, good. We all know what's going to be happening this week, Adam, right? Is that correct? Do you know what's going to be happening on the 20th of January? It's going to be Inauguration okay. Day. And I, you know why I think it's going to be, or why I'm going to say it's going to be Inauguration Day? Because the good guys are on the job. The National Guardsmen are standing by? National Guardsmen, okay. law enforcement, oh, good, good. you know, reinforced, by the way, this time. Hopefully ready. <laughs> in position. In position to, uh, you know, have to lay a barrage of rubber bullets or something to that effect. <laughs> not a, to not get a short a, helicopter yeah, trip no, away. No, absolutely not. Okay. And this is the good news right here. Armed man. Okay. Arrested near Capitol with unauthorized inauguration pass and 500 pounds of ammo. What more proof do you want of that? 500 pounds of ammo. Excuse me, 500 rounds of ammo. <laughs> and this actually dated today out of NBC News. Oh, man. Here's how you know that our guys are on the job, okay? Yes. A Virginia man, mm -hmm. Virginia, you know, I'm Southern, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> was arrested at a Washington checkpoint All near right. the Capitol with an unauthorized inauguration pass. A gun and more than 500 pounds, no, 500 rounds <laughs> of ammo, according to Capitol Police. Okay. The suspect, identified as Wesley Allen Beeler, 31, was stopped at the checkpoint near Lower Senate Park about 6.30 p.m. last night, an arrest uh, uh, report said. An unregistered gun and hundreds of rounds of ammunition were found inside the truck that was adorned with gun decals days ahead of President Joe, uh, President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. The man described the situation to, re to the Washington Post as, you're going to love this, mm -hmm. as an honest mistake. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> with, a, with a forged pass? <laughs> Wait a minute, conspiracy theory. That just showed up in my bag. <laughs> If you're, if you're gonna make this move, why don't you take the stickers off your oh damn car? Oh my god, jeez! <laughs> I guess he didn't. Have, he wasn't watching any kind of news. He's like, okay, nothing happened down here last week. I'm part of the second wave. <laughs> and that was his good time. <laughs> well, you got arrested, thank heavens. Yeah. He's a maniac. One, one down. You just don't. Know. <laughs> Another 10,000 to go. Oh, my gosh. Good times, bad times. <laughs> Adam, jeez. Well, that's another week in the books. I would say so. <laughs> you got anything else, Tommy? Uh, dude, I have zero. <laughs> okay. I'm just glad our guys are on the job. I really do, man. You yeah. have no idea. We need to get past this and... And move on to, you know, to higher ground. You know, that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> move on. As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind, life is not that serious. It is not. Again, search for the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard Name Podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, 
CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I am Adam Tate. And I am Mr. Tommy Martinez. And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. If you think it's been crazy these past few weeks, you're not alone on that thought. More than ever, we want to wish America the best. It's our country, and we love it so much. So we'll leave you today with this reflection from the Foo Fighters in times like these. ABC, always be cool, rock and roll. January 16th, 2021.